Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to look at Ruth again. You remember yesterday that an Israelite family, Elimelech and Naomi, and their two sons moved to Moab because there was a famine in the land. So they came over to Moab to get food. Well, in the process, Elimelech died. So Naomi was widowed. And then her two sons married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. And then the two sons died. So Naomi is left with two daughters-in-law, and she urges them to go back, to, to stay in Moab, to go back to Moab to where their families are at, and she's going to go back to the promised land to try to hook up with her family and get taken care of as a widow by somebody who she can find there. But Ruth, one of her daughter-in-laws, is exceedingly loyal and refuses to go back with her. Here's what Ruth says in chapter 1, verse 16. But Ruth said to her, Do not urge me to leave you or return from following you, for where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do to me and more also, if anything but death separates me from you. So Ruth is exceedingly loyal. Not just that, but she's willing to leave Moab, this pagan country that worships false gods, and take on the one true God as her God. And so this unleashes a whole series of events where Naomi and Ruth, the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law, go back to the promised land, and there is some land that they have the rights to. And the way that this works is you have to have somebody who's in the clan or in the tribe or in the family purchase that. It's called a kinsman redeemer. There's a guy named Boaz who has some barley fields, and they're hungry, and Ruth is out gleaning in the fields, picking up scraps of grain that are left behind by the reapers. And Boaz notices her, her hard work ethic. She he-, he hears about her loyalty to her mother-in-law, Naomi, as a foreigner to come home with her mother-in-law just to support and encourage her. And so they come up with this idea to present Ruth to Boaz as uh, possibly being married to him, and redeeming the land, being the kinsman redeemer, so that Ruth and Naomi can be folded back into the family and taken care of after being widowed. And that's exactly what happens. Boaz marries Ruth. He redeems Ruth and therefore her mother-in-law, Naomi. And if that's not enough, which this should conjure up some things about redemption and uh, being basically paid for with a price. Christ has redeemed us, outsiders, sinners, into his family through his death and resurrection on the cross and through our faith in that. Not only that is is given a glimpse of here, but then Boaz and Ruth have a baby named Obed. And Obed is the father of Jesse, who is the father of David. So Ruth... This Moabite woman, this outsider, this woman from a pagan land that worships false gods, promises to take on the one true God and be loyal to one of God's children, Naomi, 
and ends up being inserted by God into the lineage of King David, which is into the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. Now, here's something that's scandalous about the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear that if somebody doesn't have faith in Christ, there is no other way for them to be made righteous before God, and so they are still in their sin. And if they're still in their sin, then they are under God's wrath, and they are at odds with God in this life and in the next. There is no other way that men can be saved than through faith in Jesus Christ. He is the way, he's the truth, he is the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And so some people have said that this gospel, this Christian message is very, very narrow. And it's not narrow because God doesn't like Islam primarily or because God doesn't like Judaism or God doesn't like Buddhism, Hinduism. It's primarily narrow because there is no other sufficient solution to our problem of sin. There's no one else who lived a perfect life on this earth. There's no one else who died and paid the penalty that each of us, because of our sin, deserves to pay. Only Jesus Christ sufficiently dealt with sin so that through faith in him, we could stand righteous before God. So obviously, some people, they say in the New Testament, this is a stumbling block. It's a scandal that Jesus Christ and faith in him would be the only way that men could be saved. So you've got this thing that is perceived as very, very narrow. But you have to juxtapose that against something that is incredibly gracious and benevolent, and that is that God has a heart for people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. When you start out reading the Old Testament, you think this is only going to be about the Israelites. The blessings are only going to come to the Jews. The blessings are only going to come to the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But what we are finding out, what we'll find out fully in the New Testament, is that this message of the gospel is for anyone who would believe from any tribe, tongue, and nation. The book of Revelation says there'll be people from every tribe, tongue, and nation in heaven who have come to faith in Christ. And we see glimpses of God's heart for the nations, not just the people of Israel, but all peoples in stories way back in the Old Testament, like this story of Ruth, the Moabite woman whose faith in the one true God and commitment to God's people earned her, or she was given a spot in the lineage of Jesus Christ and in the family of God. Lord, thank you for your willingness to redeem outsiders like us. We're not part of your first family. We're not born to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob's line, but you saw fit in your grace to make your gospel available to all of us. Help us to live with that reality and help it to motivate our every day. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages 
are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th Annual, Saturday, July 25th through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.